0: Hello dear friend, Jen here. Today I'm pulling back the curtain on something profoundly personal and I wanted to let you in on it. Picture a kit, a very special curation that has tools potent enough to turn your dreams into reality. Now, imagine if these tools weren't just random selections, but they were the very tools that I've personally used and leaned on to manifest my deepest desires. Yes, I have pulled together all of the tools that I use to manifest and create, and I put them together, and I call it the Creation Kit, and I'm so excited to share the Creation Kit with you. Inside the creation kit, you're going to get my Wonder Walks Spotify playlist so you can take Wonder Walks just like me with the exact same sounds and music in the background. The celebration visualization meditation that I use daily in order to get me super clear on the feelings that I want to manifest and help me tap into those feelings on a daily basis. You're going to get journal prompts that you can use every single day affirmations that have changed my life they've been my daily mantras and a customizable gratitude list that you can use every morning to help you tap into gratitude especially for things that haven't necessarily happened so you can start to manifest them into your life and last but not least i'm going to give you a special chat gpt prompt that actually helps you with manifesting and creating whatever it is that you want curious intrigued do you want the creation kit well you are in luck because it's yours for free. All you have to do is pre-order my upcoming book, Be Seen, and enter your order confirmation number into beseenabook.com, and you will get my creation kit in your inbox for free. I don't know what you're waiting for, but go ahead, pre-order Be Seen, and go grab your creation kit and start your manifestation journey today. You'll be happy you did. Now, on to the podcast. If you can fall in love with failure, you will be successful because you will not fear failure. So you'll take action knowing, listen, if I fail, it's okay. I'll be okay on the other side. In fact, I'll have more information for next time. Failure has given me more insight than wins have. I love wins and wins give me the most momentum, but failure gives me the most information. And the information is key for growing and being successful later in the future. What if today was the day that you dared yourself to do what you've always wanted? Welcome to the I Dare You podcast. I'm your host, Jen Gottlieb, and together we're going to step outside of our comfort zones and into our best lives one dare at a time. So come on, I dare you to dive right on in. All right, let's talk about manifestation. Do you have a manifestation secret? I have a manifestation secret. It's not really a secret, but I will tell you the secret to manifesting. Okay. I don't care what you think. I know this to be true. Manifestation is not about just visualizing and things randomly, magically coming into your life because you visualize them and some kind of magical experience brought those things to you because you thought about them. I wish it was that way. And it might feel like it's that way sometimes when you visualize something and then there's a coincidence where it ends up coming into your life. But usually, 99.9% of the time, the reason that you're able to attract the things that you visualize that you want is because you take action to get those things. The, The piece, the part of the book, The Secret, the original, one of the original books about the law of attraction, it's actually not. The original book about the law of attraction that The Secret was based on is the book, The Science of Getting Rich. And she wrote, Rhonda Byrne wrote her book, The Secret, based on a old book called The Science of Getting Rich. Many people don't know that, but that's the original. And it's a fantastic book. And in The Secret, though, Rhonda Byrne basically focuses in on being grateful for the things that you want, as if you have them already and feeling gratitude for the things that you have. So you create a really amazing high frequency so that you are basically vibrating at the frequency of the things that you want to attract in your life. Thinking positive thoughts, you'll attract positive things. I love all of that because I do believe that you attract what you are. If you're a positive person and you're looking at the world with a positive perspective and you are happy and you're joyful, you're going to attract more joyful, happy people into your life because happy and joyful people are attracted to be around happy and joyful people. Right. That's and if you're negative and you're pissed off all the time, you're probably gonna detract or deflect happy and joyful people and happy and joyful opportunities because those people and those opportunities don't want negative people around. It is just that is like the the law of attraction, right? Like attracts like totally. However, sitting around and visualizing a very specific thing, like a Ferrari, is not gonna magically make your Ferrari end up in your driveway the next day, magically because you visualized it. And I think that people read books like that and they think that that's what the law of attraction is. And that's what manifesting is. And then they start visualizing Ferraris and the Ferrari never comes. And they're like, this is bullshit. I hate the law of attraction. I hate manifestation. It doesn't work because I visualized my Ferrari and it never appeared. And it's not going to appear if you just sit around and think about it. However, if you visualize what it will feel like, when you are driving in your Ferrari that you want so badly because you want to feel the freedom and the excitement and, and you want to feel proud of yourself for being able to afford a car like that. You want to feel luxurious or whatever the reasons are that you want to have a Ferrari. I don't know. I don't want a Ferrari, but if you want one, I'm just using this example and you regularly feel how fantastic you will feel when you have that Ferrari and you regularly feel abundant and wealthy, like you need to be in order to buy a Ferrari, then you're going to be reprogramming your subconscious mind to believe that you have what it takes to go out there and get a Ferrari because the subconscious mind does not know the difference between a real memory and a fake one. So when it comes to attracting whatever it is that you want, the first step is to reprogram the subconscious mind. The, the subconscious mind is the thing that's really driving your decisions. It's driving the, it's driving the car, whether you realize it or not. Uh, the example that I love to use is, you know, when you're driving home from work and you magically get home from work and you forget the drive, you forget how you even did it. It was like your subconscious took over and completely drove the car and knew exactly how to get home. And you didn't have to consciously do it. That's because our subconscious is way smart and it knows how to like, you could brush your teeth in your sleep, right? Or you can, you know how to navigate throughout your home without having to think about it because your subconscious has been programmed to know how to do that. And it's same thing goes with taking action to get what it is you want so your subconscious is making you take take action all day long towards a specific towards specific directions and specific things and specific opportunities without you even realizing it so if you spend your time visualizing that you already have all of the things that you desire that you are unbelievably wealthy beyond beyond belief that you have all of the opportunities that you have um all of the freedom that you have the life that you have the relationship that you have the um everything that you desire, you're going to slowly but surely remove the limiting beliefs that are stopping you from getting that thing, And you're going to replace them with actual real beliefs because your subconscious is going to be like, oh yeah, I have that stuff. This is normal for me. So I'm going to obviously take action in a way that's going to bring those things to my life so that when opportunities present themselves to you, and we don't realize this, but opportunities are presenting themselves to us all day, all the time. Sometimes we're just choosing to not see them. But when you're reprogramming the subconscious by consistently visualizing and feeling grateful for things as if you already have them and seeing them all the time and talking about them all the time and and seeing them on your vision board and reminding yourself of them all the time, you're going to notice those opportunities. And you're going to take action in the direction of those opportunities with less fear and more confidence. And you manifest things by taking action on getting those things, not by sitting around and thinking about it. I'm so sorry. I wish it was that way, but it's not. (laughs) It's not. And whether you realize you're taking action on it or not, sometimes you're subconsciously taking action to get something and you don't even realize it because you've reprogrammed the subconscious. So like when it comes to meeting the love of your life, if you are walking around, if like every single day, like what I used to do when I was manifesting my husband is I used to talk to my husband before he existed in my life every day. And I would talk to him and I would practice telling him how much I loved him. And I would really envision that I was talking to a real life person and I would just tell him how much I loved him and how I couldn't wait to meet him. And what that was doing was it was removing the fear of never finding him. It was removing the fear of, or the feeling of scarcity. And it was replacing it with a feeling of, oh, he's on his way to me. I talk to him all the time. I talk to him every day. I love him so much. We have these conversations all the time. And so when I would go on bad dates I would just be like, oh, you're just not him. I talk to him every day. It's not you. like. And I wasn't worried and I wasn't upset and I wasn't anxious. And I was subconsciously actually going, on, going out and doing more things because I was looking for the guy that I was talking to every day. And I was more excited about it and I had a more positive attitude. So I was subconsciously attracting opportunities into my life. So when I had that hit to go walk into that one gym, I, I walked into the opportunity. And when he invited me to go for a walk in the park, I didn't say no. I said yes, even though I didn't want to go that day. I wasn't feeling like going for a walk with a random person that I'd never met before. I'm an introvert. I don't like doing stuff like that. But because I was doing the subconscious reprogramming and I was telling myself that I, I was going to meet my person and he was out there and I was talking to him every day and I was familiar with him, I just didn't care anymore. I was like, I've got him. I talk to him every day. He's already mine. And I believed that it was already existing in my life. So it made the action steps so much easier. How often should I go live and for how long? You should just go live for as long as you will go live for and whenever the hell you're going to actually do it. I know you wanted a more definite answer than that. But if you're not going live, who cares when you go live or how long you go live for? Let's just get to the point of you actually going live. It doesn't matter. I go live on here for as long as it takes me to do my makeup. That's it. And I do it whenever I start to do my makeup. And then I finish whenever I'm done with my makeup. I don't put too many rules on this. And I, I do that because I messed up in the beginning and I put too many rules around it. And when you put too many rules on something that's hard for you to do anyway, it makes the overall goal less achievable. And I just want you to achieve the goal, which is going live. So if you have to just go live for three minutes and that's all you're going to do, and that's going to help you gain some momentum and prove to yourself that you can do it, just do it for five minutes. If you can only do it for one minute, do it for one minute. And then next time you go, you can go, okay, you know what? I'm going to go for as long as it takes for me to get to the location that I'm going to go to in my car, right? Let's say you're going live in your car. Or I'm going to go for a walk and I'm going to go live for the duration of my, my walk. Or I'm going to go live today. This is so hard for me. It's so scary. I don't want to do it. So I'm just going to commit to going live for two minutes. And you might even have fun and want to stay on for longer than two minutes. But I just want you to do the bare minimum to get you to do it. Every time you do it, you become a little bit more confident. Every time you do it, you create a little bit more trust in yourself that you can do it the next time. So I don't want you to put too many barriers or rules around posting or going live or content creation. If you're not posting and you're not creating content and you are not putting yourself out there, it is not the time for you to put rules on it and give yourself another out of why you can't do it. Oh, I can't go live today because I don't have five minutes or I don't have 20 minutes or I don't have 15 minutes. Then do it for one minute. Do it for 30 seconds. I don't care. Just do it so that you can get the rep in so that you can prove to yourself that you can so that you can stick to the commitment that you made with yourself and build more confidence within yourself. Confidence comes from consistently sticking with commitments you make with yourself. So just make a commitment that's easy to stick to so you can get that confidence coin so you can prove to yourself that you are capable. I did not start this as it is now. It started as like three people joining and me being live for like, I don't even know, a few minutes and it being really messy and not that great but I had to keep doing it in order to figure out what it would be. And I had to take all the rules away in order for me to consistently stick with this because it's not easy to go live. It's not easy to post content when you're scared or when you're scared of judgment or you're scared of rejection or you're scared of not, of nobody paying attention or you're scared of um, whatever it is you're afraid of, because there's a lot of fear wrapped up in being seen. And that's why I wrote the book. There's a lot of fear. You're not not posting stuff or not being seen online or not building your brand or not going, not going live because you don't know what to do, you know what to do. You've got thousands of examples online every day that you can look at on what to do. You have the internet that will show you exactly what to do. If you Google it, you've got chat GPT and AI that will give you as many ideas as you want, unlimited amounts of ideas. So you're not not going live because you don't know how you're not doing it because you're afraid. And that's okay. I didn't go live for so long because I was so afraid. But you got to start doing it in order to take away the power that fear has over you. Does that make sense? The only way to start to take away fear's power, not to become fearless, because we're not going to ever really become fearless, but the only way to take away the power that fear has over you, when your ability to take action is to do the thing that you're afraid to do. This goes for absolutely anything, right? Think about it. I used to be—I mean, had so much fear. I, I talk about on stage often, like the first time I ever did an ice bath, I, I had a panic attack, like a massive anxiety attack. And I was so unbelievably afraid. But the second that I got in that ice bath and I proved to myself that I wasn't going to die when I got in the ice bath, and my biggest fears were not going to come true. I freed myself from the fear and I was able to do it again. It's about the rep. It's about the doing. It's not about the waiting till it's perfect to do it. The lessons and the growth come from the doing when you don't have the followers, when you don't feel ready, when you feel afraid, when you don't feel like you know what to say. When you can go do the thing when it's hard and stick to the commitment, even though it's difficult, that's where the most growth comes. If things were easy, everybody would be a ripped billionaire. Everyone would have a six-pack, eight-pack, billion a billion dollars in the bank if stuff was easy, stuff that makes you successful, like stuff that's worth it is easy. You get what I'm saying? But it's not, it's hard. That's why not a lot of people gain success because it's difficult because it takes a certain type of person to move through that discomfort and be disciplined enough to do the thing that they don't want to do. And I'm not sitting here preaching. Like I get it right all the time. And I'm always like doing hard things. Cause I'm not. Sometimes I, sometimes I just, I'm a like, Oh my God, I'm so human. Not even sometimes, many a time. I let fear get in the way of doing something and like, I'll wake up the next day and I'll be like, or my husband will call me out. He's like, like, did you follow up with that person? You should have followed up with that person. And I'll be like, shit, you're right. I didn't follow up with that person. Not because I forgot, not because I didn't know what to say to him, not because, um, no, it was clearly because I was afraid to do it and it was uncomfortable. So I let myself off the hook. And that's when community and people in your life come into play. Because when you have accountability, I'll tell you something, the biggest stage that I've gotten so far in my career just happened a few weeks ago. I spoke in front of 2,200 people at the Javits Center, a huge opportunity. I spoke with Barbara Corcoran, Marcus Limonis, Alex Rodriguez. It was a huge opportunity and it almost didn't happen. It almost didn't happen because I almost didn't reach out to the person that I knew I needed to reach out to and follow up with him. Because I was afraid. And my husband, my all time accountability buddy of accountability buddies, said to me, Did you follow up? You really should. Did you follow up about this stage? Did you follow up? And he pushed me. And I was like, Shit, you're right, I didn't. And I wasn't going to, because I was going to let myself off the hook. I was going to let myself be too afraid to do it and be too nervous to do it and let fear get in the way of me following up with this person because I didn't want to sound. Whatever I whatever I feared I was going to sound like or bother him or um, reach out or ask for help or ask if I could have the stage or whatever, pitch myself. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it because it was uncomfortable. So I didn't do it. And then my husband was like, you need to do this. Go do it. And he pushed me. And I'm so glad that he did. Like, he is my ultimate accountability buddy. And sometimes we need that. And I know like Farah John, Lena, um you guys do that for each other. Ruth. And I love that. You're all like you, you've been doing that for each other. And that's why you've been becoming so successful in all the things that you've been doing because you've been pushing each other and holding each other accountable to do the things that you're afraid to do. And once you do one thing that you're afraid to do, it makes the next time that you have to go do that thing that's scary a hell of a lot easier. So now when it comes to asking people or reaching out or following up about stuff that I'm really afraid of, I'm going to remember that I did it this time and that it worked. And I'm going to have that proof. And I'm going to have that confidence that I built from this time. And I'm going to be able to do it again with a lot less fear. And that's how it works. And that's how we grow. And that's how we become courageous. And that's how we become more confident. But it only comes with doing the hard thing. That's it. You have to do the thing you're afraid to do. It makes it a lot easier when you've got accountability buddies and people that support you as you do it. So find those people, find that mastermind, find that group of people, find those those people that support you unbelievably important. You mentioned the importance of taking action. How do you know what actions to take to achieve the desired result? It's a good question. Well, I want you to work backwards. Sometimes you don't know what actions are going to work and what aren't, and that's okay. And you just need to be okay with not knowing and you need to be okay with uncertainty. And that is the most difficult thing, especially for high performers or high achievers to be okay with uncertainty and not knowing if something's going to work or not and not knowing like, oh my gosh, I could put in work in this area and put action and I put in the action and I don't know for sure if it's actually going to pan out. And it's okay to have that uncertainty. It's okay to say, okay, universe, send me what I want or something better. I'm going to take action and I'm going to see what happens. No matter what, taking action will always give you a result. It might not get you the result that you want, but it will give you a result, whether that is an experience you needed to grow, a relationship you needed to make for the future, you needed a failure you needed to have in order to get, get it right next time. Action will always provide data. It will always provide an answer in some way, shape, or form. But I'll tell you one thing. It is impossible to get to where you want to be without taking action. It's possible to fail. It's possible to try and mess up and not get there. But it is impossible to get there without taking action at all. So you may as well take action until you get there. And sometimes you have to take action again and again and again and again, and you have to try 85 different things before you get to the thing that actually gets you what you want. So the key is not to just take action once and hope and pray that that one action step is going to get you where you want to be. Actually, it's knowing I'm going to consistently take action until I get the thing that I want. And I know that each action action step is just getting me closer to the one that's going to work. And usually when I start out on a journey, I understand and know that the first step that I take is probably not going to be the one that works. Usually it's not. It's rare. Sometimes you take that first action step and it's the thing that wins and gets it and gets the momentum rolling and it's amazing. But usually when you first take those action steps, it's kind of like the figuring it out, almost like a baby taking its first steps. Its first step isn't perfect. When it takes that first step, oh my gosh, it waddles around, it falls over. But it needed to take those first steps to figure out how to balance, to how to do it again. And then, usually, it's fifth try is when it's actually like walking. You know, I don't know, I'm not a mom, but like fifth try, sixth try, fourth try. It's definitely not on the first try that it's perfect, but it needs to do those first steps in order to get to later on running. Or, you know, it, we need to take those action steps and sometimes mess up. You need to be willing. To have that uncertainty of, Oh my God, this might not work out, but I absolutely have to try. And I'm okay if it doesn't work out. I'm okay with failure. I fucking love failure. If you can fall in love with failure, you will be successful because you will not fear failure. So you'll take action knowing, listen, if I fail, it's okay. I'll be okay on the other side. In fact, I'll have more information for next time. Failure has given me more insight than wins have. Wins are great. I love wins and wins give me the most momentum but failure gives me the most information. And the information is key for growing and being successful later in the future. So you need to be able to just consistently take action and know that those action steps, you might not know if it's the right one to take, but it might lead to the right one. Let's say you want to start a podcast. So I was not doing a podcast for a long time because I was just, did not I, I never took that first action step and I was just like putting it off and I was lazy and I guess I was afraid. I guess there was fear there. I didn't want to do it. I was just like, I know I need to, but what am I going to call it? And then I got to launch it. And then I got to actually do it. And what if no one likes it? And it's a lot of work. And what if no one will be get like whatever? So I said to myself, your challenge is to just take action and to just do it. Name it something. Go sit in your closet on the floor and record podcast episodes. So I did it. I took action. I got the podcast up and running. Now I have a machine. I have a podcast that launches every single week, but that was an action step that it get me the result that I desired. That first action step taught me so much about what I want my podcast to be for my next action step. So my next action step for 2024 is going to be a big podcast rebrand with in-person interviews, and it's going to have a new name. And I would have never gotten to that action step and gotten clear on what I want my podcast to be if I didn't launch this version of the podcast. Uh, We're going to rebrand probably 2024. That's going to be my goal for next year. And it's going to be, um, it's going to be awesome. But the only reason that I could know that I wanted to do that and know what I actually want the podcast to be about and know what I actually want the name to be and know that I can do it and feel the confidence and excitement in order to do it. I had to take that first action step of just getting it up and running. And that first action step did not give me a massive podcast. No, but it gave me a platform. It gave me the beginnings of it. It gave me the ideas. It gave me the inspiration. It gave me the momentum which then gave me the idea for the next iteration of it. And the next iteration of it will be successful. I know that because I'm going to, I'm, I'm ready now, but I needed to take that first action step in order to be ready. So you got to keep trying. You got to try. You got to be willing to fail. You got to be willing to maybe not even fail, but not get the result that you want in order to learn what the result is that you want. You might try the podcast and realize, wow, I hate podcasting. I hate it. I don't even want a podcast. Okay. That's a win. You might try something that you think that you want. like my acting career. I thought that I wanted to be an actress my whole life growing up. And when I finally got it, I realized that I didn't really like the lifestyle. And I had to shift absolutely everything. And you never really know if you really desire that outcome until you actually try and get the outcome. And that will teach you so much about what you actually want and how to take action to get that thing that you actually want. It is all life. What I have found so far in my 37 years of life, and I definitely don't have it all figured out, but what I've found out so far is that life is really a lot of trial and error, a lot of it. And the more that you try and the more that you fail and the more that you mess up and the more that you win, you got to try a lot to win, the more that you figure it out, the faster that you figure it out. Be willing to fail, be willing to be a beginner, be willing to try. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the I Dare You podcast. I'm so grateful you chose to spend this time with me, but I'm even more grateful for your future self that you are building one dare at a time. So my first dare for you is to subscribe to the show and then share it with a friend who you think needs to step a little bit more outside their comfort zone and into their best lives. They'll thank you for it. I'll see you next time on the I Dare You podcast.